WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Rich Keefe Show, WEEI with Fitzy. we got Grab Bag coming up at 9.20. Fitzy, let me ask you, what did you think of the Diana Rossini story that someone told her that Mike Vrabel is basically too big to be a head coach in the NFL? It's my favorite story. It's a great one. Too big. What about Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell's oh, not too big. Maybe he's friendlier? I don't know. Maybe, maybe Vrabel's big and intimidating. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I also... Is li- literally that big? He's so like, Belichick's too old and Vrabel's too big. That's right. And so Mayo walks around with a bat and he got a job. Yeah, good point. He's swinging a bat around. Now they call me Batman. That's <laughs> wait, That's really intimidating. The big guy forward player with a weapon? I'm not hiring that guy. I'm terrified. Hey, if you were... Rich, if you were going to be a head coach... Uh-huh. And, you know, they, the, the stadium team, et cetera, organization didn't have a policy, like, against... The friendly yielding of weapons, mm-hmm. just you know, I don't know, it's just like a, it's a little thing. I bring it's like, my katana know, blade. What would you carry around? Sword, sword, double sword. Cross them on the back like an like an X. Oh, a little Deadpool style. <laughs> yep, Deadpool, Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. Classic. Yep. Yeah, probably that messing around. Uh, yeah. I I would be not intimidating to the front office. I am average height, average weight, average appearance. Everything's average. So I think they'd be like, all right, this guy's all right. He's not scaring anybody away. That's that's the first sign, I, I guess. No, my theory earlier, and I ran it by Cadillac, I think somebody was just messing with Rossini because they know that she goes to TV and podcasts with anything. So they were like, I'm going to say this and see if she says it, and she did. The Tennessee Titans thought Mike Vrabel <laughs> yeah, was yeah. too yep. big. Yep. And so did everybody that's else, insane. apparently, and that's why he didn't get any jobs. Didn't yeah, actually, any jobs. I can rationalize out Bill Belichick not getting jobs for a million different reasons. Yes, same, I mean, same. And I don't mean like a million, but like you can put three or four fourth too sweet and be like, yeah, that's probably why. I don't understand why Mike Vrabel did, didn't get a job. No, me neither, especially when five of the eight head coaches hired this go-around are defensive guys. If it was seven offensive guys, you'd be like, all right, that's why Vrabel's out. Like they, are, they everybody wanted yeah. their offensive guy. No, no, no. Most of the teams were like, we'll take a D coordinator on a team that just got lit up in the playoffs. <laughs> Like you really like the Dan Quinn over Mike Vrabel is insane to me. The, uh, Dan Quinn over Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick. Hey, yeah, right. Hey, can you guys find me the guy? And yep. there yep. are those limitations to Belichick. Brings in the whole staff. Got to yep. get rid of everybody. He's twenty five million dollars. Probably only going to be here three years. But hey, find me the guy who was the head coach that Bill Belichick pantsed in the second half of Super Bowl Fifty One and perpetrated the greatest comeback of all time against. All right, let's hire uh, him. Yeah, because he's you know what he's due. Like, do you have the guy oh, that remember his his... just gave up 50 points to the Packers? <laughs> I want the guy that spearheaded the first ever two seed to lose to a seven seed in the NFL playoffs. It got didn't get a stop on defense. Do you have that guy? Is he available? Oh, he is? Shocking. He's available. What? Yeah, they got him. And so uh, good luck. I don't I mean, you can probably say this safely based on the percentages, but this go around the, the coaching hires. How many of these guys are going to be there five years from now? Four years from now. So besides Gerard Mayo, it was Brian Callahan with the Titans, mm-hmm. Antonio Pierce back with the Raiders, Dan Quinn with the Commanders, Raheem Morris with the Falcons, Dave Canales with the Panthers, Mike McDonald with the Seahawks, 
And then Jim Harbaugh uh, kind of stands uh, apart from all the other ones, but Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers. That was the coaching cycle this year. I can't tell. I think the word, you know, joyless was my word to describe my one adjective, the singular word to describe the Patriots season. Yeah. Uninspiring would be my singular adjective to describe this coaching cycle in the NFL. Yeah, it really was. Like, they definitely went for non-retreads, right? That was sort of a theme this year. It was definitely a lot of guys getting their first chance. But, like, I don't know. I don't feel great about any of them. Just like I don't feel great about the Alex Van Pelt situation. But let's open up to the phones because David's in Florida, and he does like the Alex Van Pelt hiring. David, what do you got? I hope I'm a little more lucid. Uh, this week, because uh, I, I remember the last time you guys made some of those uh, snide, comments, snide comments. So I uh, hope you, you find me a little more cogent and lucid this week. Well, tough start. But, uh, well, I appreciate that. But uh, first of all, do you think Taylor Swift is like this year, this, 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 this year's Madonna or this uh, Madonna of the 21st century? I mean, would you, how would you compare her to Madonna? Is that the question? How do I compare Taylor Swift to Madonna? Bigger. She's uh, now? I mean, she's even more famous, right? She is like like now versus like now. It's not even a question. But at the yeah. height of Madonna's popularity, Madonna was super popular. Yeah, she was, and now she's super creepy. Yeah, it's also hard to compare eras too, because like I'm sure Madonna would have had seven billion, you know, Instagram followers and everything else. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, the Grammys kind of speaks for itself, right? Like the number of albums of the year. We we're talking about that last night. Like she got more than anybody else. Oh, was that even? Well, that was he waited on hold for that. It said yeah, Alex Van he Pelt. told me. Yeah, he told me he wanted to Pelt. talk AVP. He said he was pro AVP. Okay, great. All right. There's a lot of people that are pro AVP. I've gotten text messages from people that say all these other cities where Alex Van Pelt was a quarterbacks coach, coordinator, even player. People love him. You know, a guy. He might be a great hang. Yeah. Hell, we could have him in studio one night. I love when it. One of our friends does a craft beer drop, and he'd be like, "All right, boys, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about." Yeah, pill. Want to make his way to Idle Hands or Vitamin C I'd and love- bang out a few with us and talk ball? Yes. Yes. Is he going to figure out a way to either fix Mac Jones, no. turn some veteran into a plus level starter, while also grooming whatever rookie quarterback the Patriots draft? Maybe, but right now, it's just a little. It's just a little. It lacks a little bit of that. I mean, if they take Jaden Daniels at three, which seems like a very realistic possibility, who that was available this year is the best to get Jaden Daniels ready to be a good NFL quarterback. Alex Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo. That's what the Patriots. Are they going to play the Rodgers card? Like, well, we were in Green Bay during the height of Aaron Rodgers. Van Pelt got there after an MVP, after a Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. And then also that's a tough one, too, because even though Aaron Rodgers like Van Pelt, he he also loves Nathaniel Hackett. And that guy's a he's a, he's miserable. You don't want him. So Matt yeah, Hackett? you know oh, what? God, I'd rather you call plays. <laughs> I would love to. We'd throw it every time. We'd go for it on fourth down, like Campbell, every time. You're gonna be like that guy Kevin Kelly at that high school in Arkansas or Texas that just went for it on literally every fourth down. Just Never sling it. Didn't have a punter. I would go Mike Leach air raid. Just like let her let her loose. That's what I would, that's what I would do. Yeah, I Rich. I here's here's an idea. Uh-huh. I would like to put this forth. This isn't a uh-huh. can I get a ruling. This is a more sort of like. Um, the to the uh, logic and rules department at the Rich Keefe show. If you were a head coach and a GM, would you not make sure that your punter also was your field goal kicker? And would you not tell your regular snapper also to be a long snapper and quit wasting away, just pissing two away spots. two roster spots? There's two spots. Boom. And even if your center can't do it, I'm sure your third tight end can. Like, I'm sure somebody somebody can long snap. 
You know, the, all right, so for years, the backup long snapper, while J- uh, Joe, uh, what's his face? Cardona. Cardona was making a million dollars. The highest paid long snapper in football yeah. was Ninkovich. <laughs> right. And you know who it is now? No, no, I don't. Dietrich Wise. There you go. Look at that. You know what he can do? He can put a ball between his legs. Sure he can. Without anyone obstructing him or contacting him mm-hmm. and throw it 12 yards to the punter. Not bad. And you're saving a spot. You got a spot it's right a there. It's a whole yeah. roster spot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't understand why people do that. I really don't. All right. We got grab bag coming on the way. And again, you can we can take calls during grab bag as well. So do not uh, run scared. All the stories we couldn't get to in the first three plus hours of the show we will do coming up next. But right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up one last time with some headlines before we get out of here. The Bruins, they are back on the ice tonight, kicking off the unofficial second half of the season. They are hosting the Calgary Flames right now, 11 minutes left in the third period. The Flames up 3-1 to one over your Bruins. The one Bruins goal has come from Pavel Zaka. Uh, tonight's game kicks off a seven-game, two-week homestand for the Bruins, one of the longest in recent memory. The Bruins are currently tied with Vancouver for the best record in the league. The Celtics, they're back on the court tomorrow night when they'll host the Atlanta Hawks at the Garden. Tip-off at 7.30. With the NBA trade deadline only two days away, reports have surfaced saying Boston, quote, has been active and are looking to bolster their bench heading into the playoffs. In other Celtics news, Jalen Brown will participate in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. He's the first NBA All-Star to participate since 2017 and the fifth Celtic in franchise history. Other Celtics who have participated, Gerald Green, Ricky Davis, Greg Miner, and D. Brown. And some Patriots news. Former Giants head coach Ben McAdoo will be joining the Patriots as a senior offensive assistant. McAdoo last worked in the NFL as offensive coordinator for the Panthers. He also spent seven seasons with the Packers, where he was on staff with the Patriots' current offensive coordinator, one Alex Van Pelt. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Key Show, including Grab Bag, coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEI. If you missed any of the program, you can uh, download, subscribe to the podcast on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your pause every hour broken down right there. Very easy for you. At Rich Keefe Show on Twitter and Instagram as well. Fitzy, let's uh, not waste any time because... It's time for Grab Bag! It's time for Grab Bag! It sure is. We reach into the bag, figure out what stories we haven't hit on throughout the night, and we get to them right now. So let's dive in. Grab Bag! Not the Bruins' night, as it turns out. They currently, mm. over at the Garden Trail, the Flames 4-1. to one. Midway through the third period, not a lot cooking. They got a Pavel Zaka power play goal, but this one's been all Calgary Flames. feel like the Bruins haven't played in a dog's age, and they're back at it tonight, and uh, apparently they didn't uh, They didn't know what time the game started. Not doing, not yeah, doing right. Uh, 
What happened to the team that was putting up like nine goals a game like a week and a half ago? I don't know. This one has been uh, kind of ugly. They haven't mustered a whole lot of scoring chances here. Last I checked, Pasternak had, oh, I guess he's up to three shots now. It took him a while to, to get going. They've had some chances. They've had some power play chances, but uh, nothing. Looks like they're going to, uh, I mean, they still got 10 minutes to go, but I don't like their chances, and they're shorthanded as we as we speak right now. So, mm. Mm, the bleak. Oh. Uh, Celtics back in action tomorrow, taking on the Atlanta Hawks. This homestand has been uh, kind of a mixed bag for the, yep. uh, the Celtics. I mean, they got the underman Grizzlies the other day and beat them by like 40 points and Marcus Smart's returning, though Marcus Smart didn't play, but now taking on the Hawks. So, I mean, we'll see. It's getting to the point now where, like, they can take a little bit of a of a breather once we get to the All-Star break. Trade deadline is on Thursday, however. You think they uh, do anything between now and then? Uh, I do not. Yeah. I kind of don't think that they do. How many games do they have left? Like five? So, uh, oh, to the deadline? No, yeah. the deadline's no, no. Thursday. No, no, no. For uh, before the before the, oh, the break. Deadline. Yeah, that sounds about right. Thursday. No. Yeah. I, by the way, move the freaking deadlines to all the trade deadlines back. Yeah, it should be after the All Star break. The NFLs is like before Halloween. This comes before the All Star break. You've barely played half your games. Like you don't even get to the two thirds mark. At least baseball hat. You get through two thirds of the season. Then yeah. you've got the sort of nether mead that is August and the waiver wire maneuvering and, you know, cut a guy, sign a guy. Yeah. But then there's always that weird part, too, where the occasional year where an all-star does get traded and he's on his new team like three days before the all-star game. And it's like, hey. You know, like, or it's like think? Dalvin Cook. Like, what are you doing in the AFC championship? <laughs> you played for the Jets. You're not supposed to be here. Uh, Yeah. Which one of you guys ordered the grab bag? Now, we hit on this with Cadillac earlier, but you haven't had a chance to weigh in. looks like Jalen Brown is going to participate in the slam dunk contest. What do you think of that? Love it. Same. Love it. Same, same, same. And I'm sure organizationally they're like, hi, Jalen. Yes, we invested uh, a third of a billion dollars in you. If we could not have you tear a meniscus or blow out an anterior cruciate ligament, that would be great. Yeah, no, that is true. Although, I'll tell you, the... uh, the risk of injury, I feel like, is low. Like, who, who's getting hurt in he's this? He's an entertainer. Look, yeah. look, I get it. Like, he's pivotal. He's key to mm-hmm. your team's championship hopes, and that's ultimately what they want right. for merchandise, uh-huh. for revenue, mm-hmm. all that jazz. Right, right. But, like, the fans want to see a show, and the fans would love nothing more than to see him come out in a pair of Reebok pumps or a Vince Carter, like, purple Dino Raptors jersey and jump over a car, someone eating a burger. yeah. yeah. I, you know, like, let's get a fat guy out of the front of Dunkin' Donuts and Quincy, put him in a chair as he's, you know, leap over him. Plowing through two this. coffee rolls and a large regular. <laughs> no, I'm just, over. I'm glad that they're, that finally somebody has stepped up to do it. I'm, I'm even happier that it happens to be a Celtic and it's Jalen Brown because just for so long it has been D League guys, scrubby guys, maybe the occasional, like, rookie who eventually will be good, but he's not like a big name yet. There's just zero star power to the dunk contest, which should have a ton of star power. All you need is four guys, four really good players, yep. have them do their best dunks, and move on. Because what's crazy is, and you know, I've already been mad about LeBron. I think LeBron ruined it for everybody because he didn't, he wasn't in it, and then everybody kind of followed his lead. But then you would see him, and they would show it sometimes pregame, him in like the warm-up lines, doing like these insane dunks. And you're like, just do that in the contest. Just right. take that exact dunk that you did, warm it up for game two of the NBA Finals, 
do it in the contest. But no, he didn't want to do it. And then everybody else decided to go that route. So hopefully Jalen Brown can inspire a few other fellow All-Stars to also do it. But If this leads to, whether he wins, places, shows, whatever, yeah. if this leads to more stars getting back That's into the it. dunk contest as opposed to like, hey, who's that guy? Right. I've never heard of this guy before. Like, isn't that guy like player 11 on the Chicago Bulls? Oh, cool. He won. I don't care. That could that could be uh, that could be it. So it looks like it is uh, Jaime Jaquez, who is a rookie for Miami. He's going to be in the dunk contest. Uh, kid out of UCLA. Uh, Mac McGlung, the D-leaguer who won it last year. Jacob Toppin, who is Obi Toppin's brother. Oh, good. And Jalen Brown. So it's Jalen Brown. Hawkins isn't a scrub. I was going to say in three scrubs. Hawkins is fine. But yikes. That's not uh, not really what you're looking for, but I'm pumped about the Jalen Brown thing. Bolsa de mano. That's Spanish for grab bag. Uh, bad news for the 76ers. I guess kind of good news, bad news, because Joel Embiid got a procedure done on his meniscus. He's likely out for a month. Now, yesterday when we were talking about this, they weren't really sure. The line I read was uh, not ruling out a return this season. So it looked like he could have been out for the year. But if he's back in a month, obviously not ideal for the Sixers, but at least it would give him time to sort of ramp up for the playoffs and at least give them a puncher's chance come playoff time. Yeah, I, I, if you're Doc Rivers and the Sixers organization, don't you not rush him back after a month full well knowing, A, he's your franchise and you're a several hundred million dollar man, but B, you have a much better chance. Go ahead and fall all the yeah. way back to the sixth seed. You mean Nick Nurse. It's now Nick, Nick Nurse. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> my God, Doc Rivers, uh, that snake went to the Bucks. You got yep. Nick Nurse yep. uh, and the rest of the gang, so why not just, you know what, take all take the way all up the until the second to last day of the regular season. Definitely. You know, or like two games before, knock a little rust off, and then come back for the postseason. Rushing him back is the stupidest thing. That, I mean, it's the best thing for us, right, right, right. But it's as Celtics fans, but it's the stupidest thing they could do. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a grab bag, which is what I am. Your what are your thoughts on the Philadelphia Eagles opening up next NFL season on a Friday night in Brazil? Uh. Sounds like a great take. Uh, <laughs> right around the corner. Was it Sao Paulo, Rio? Sao Paulo, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. That's right around, you know, right around the corner. Um, I wonder, honestly, what the hell are we doing? Friday I mean, why, night. I mean, I'm, why, what are we, like, the, we have to now give away great opening games to other countries just to NFLify the world to foot the footballification of the of the world, the global NFL conquest. That's insane. This is stupid. I mean, I as much as anyone want to punish the Eagles for making Matt Patricia the defensive coordinator, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to send him to friggin' Brazil. They've in suffered enough. They don't need to. They don't need to do this as well. Yeah, this one's crazy to me. Can because... I get this empanada wit and wisp? <laughs> <laughs> because they, that's a great fan base. I mean, say what you want about them, like they're crazy or whatever. But it's a it's a passionate fan base. They're going to fill the place. It's going to be a great game. It's the, it's week one, and you're like, no. It's not like you're taking Jacksonville or one of these other teams and you're moving them all across the world. You're taking Philly, and you're putting them in Brazil, and you're doing it on a Friday night. So it's like you don't have the Thursday night opening game, but you're not going to play on a traditional Sunday. You're going to play on Friday, even though we normally never play on Friday because of high school football. But apparently I was going to say, what happened to Friday Night Lights? Uh, sorry, kids. This this week the Eagles are playing. What Maybe because is that game going to be on? Uh, I mean, I think they'll probably make it like eight fifteen Eastern time and figure out the rest of it. I, that'd be my guess, but I don't know. I don't know. The hills fill my heart with the 
Grab bag. Pretty good moment uh, this morning on the Boomer and Geo show on uh, our sister station, station WFAN. I don't know if you caught this at all, but they were sitting around talking about uh, guests, and they had their two producers mic'd up, mm-hmm. and Geo was like, uh, like, we got Randy Moss coming on. Like, what does Randy Moss want to talk about? Or what's he promoting? Because everybody on Super Bowl week is obviously promoting stuff. And their producer, Al Dukes, was like, oh, he apparently wants to talk about, like, horse racing. I guess he's a big horse racing guy. To which Boomer and Gio were like, are you sure it's the right Randy Moss? And Al Dukes <laughs> is like, what do you mean the right Randy Moss? Like, yeah, it's Randy Moss. <laughs> it's like, well, no, there's a Randy Moss that does, like, horse racing. And they're like, excuse me? And he's like, well, it says here he wants to talk NFL, but he also likes horse racing. And they're like, no, you booked the wrong Randy Moss. So there's like a whole thing. There's a clip online, but I didn't roll it. It was like five minutes long, so I was going to play it. But like the realization, and they were so close. And as Gio pointed out, if he didn't ask what he was promoting, this poor Randy Moss would have just walked on set being like, hey, it's me, Randy Moss. And they would have been like, huh? Like Boomer apparently knows him and would have like known who oh, he was. Yeah, I mean, he's but, been on TV oh, for years. He's been he's on the NBC family. Like, if he's, you're he's not a horse racing fan, though, or even if you're not a casual horse racing fan, you would have no idea that there's two Randy Mosses. Maybe no. it's a good thing we didn't go to the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> <laughs> you may have been interviewing some our, our show and had the wrong Randy Moss. But I, I guess they were saying they were going to cancel the interview. I'm like, well, at this point, you got to have the guy on. Oh, 100%. Talk about how many times you've been, uh, you've, you've got the wrong Randy Moss or you've been confused. That is a tough sell, though. Like, hey, it's Super Bowl week. The guy, I think, used to work for the NFL Network or something. And it's like, hey, do you want Randy Moss on? It's like, yeah, hell yeah, I want Randy Moss on. It's like, well, well also, you got to well. think, the, these guys are working wicked hours because it's 6 a.m. when we start our show. That means they're live at 3. Yeah, they shouldn't in be Vegas. There. They shouldn't be. The morning shows on the East Coast shouldn't be in Vegas. No. I mean, that means yeah. you're waking up at 2. You no. probably went to bed at midnight. You're just an absolute dumpster fight. You're just an, a behavioral tr- landfill of just yeah, so your show's everything. over at, what, 7 a.m.? Yep. So then what, do you sleep? Like, you try to sleep then, I guess? Like, that's a mess. Oh, oh God. We just smell like hell. Yep. Cheese. <laughs> hell and cheese. cheese. Cheese, crab legs, yep. and cigarettes. Uh-huh. Grab bag. Also, shout out to uh, DJ Bean and Pete Blackburn, who now have a, uh, a podcast, What Chaos. You can look those guys up. They do a hockey podcast, and they've had nice. a ton of big-name guests on there. But they were at uh, opening night last night. It's like a 90-second video that they put out there. They interviewed, or not interviewed, but like it's it's the setting. It's the opening night setting, so everybody can sort of toss out questions at different guys. Yep. I don't want to give away all the stuff, but it's hilarious. All they're doing, they're, the, the premise was two hockey reporters at NFL opening night, and they're basically asking players all, like, hockey-related questions or, like, comparing them to hockey players, and most people have no idea what it was. But really funny stuff. It's a good edit, 90 seconds. I retweeted it earlier today at Rich Keefe Show if you're looking for it, but definitely pretty funny. Uh, we'll have to have one of those guys on the show at some point, too, once uh, we get closer to the hockey playoffs. But it was, it was good, good, good stuff. You uh, have been defeated by the grab bag. We mentioned Taylor Swift earlier because the caller was dying to know what we thought about Swift versus Madonna for some reason. Uh, she announced new album April 19th. So she just had the album, right? Then she was on tour forever. Now she got another album coming out. Hmm. How's this? That's weird. This is also wondrously coincidental. Isn't it, though? It really is. She's already made the NFL a third of a billion dollars this uh-huh. year. Yes. We've heard tale told uh-huh. about how a number of beauty line and cosmetic products have decided to enter the 
four and a half million dollar per 30 second Super Bowl ad arena. Okay. Thanks to Taylor Swift's participation because they're bringing in a a completely different demographic. It's going to be the most viewed Super Bowl of all time now, thanks to the Swifties and the people she's brought in. You think this now tell me this wasn't orchestrated, even though they might. They might have thrown us off the scent quite a bit. Do you think these two lovebirds are together after Sunday? I do. Yeah, I kind of do too. Like they've kind of convinced It's a Hollywood me. story. They fell yeah. in love in the process. It's like a Taylor Swift song. I wasn't in on it until you sent me that clip from after the uh, champions or the the conference championship game where he was like, "I love you, Tay Tay." And <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go hang out with the guys." I think this is real. I think I think it might be. I think it might be real. But yeah, it's definitely uh, benefiting both for sure. Massive, yeah. massive benefit. Even Jason Kelsey. Look at the shine he's getting. Mama Kelsey. Yep, all the Kelseys. You name it, all the Kelseys. Kelsey Grammer, everybody. Kelsey Grammer got that uh, Frasier reboot money. Mm-hmm. I made it two episodes in. <laughs> yeah, I abstained courteously from that. It didn't look like it was my cup of tea, but there you go. Grab bag. All right, did you see this news? Now, I think there's still some details to be ironed out, Fitzy, but it looks like we're going to have a bit of a situation on our hands as it relates to all the streaming services. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're upset with some of the streamers, well, prepare to be even more uh, kind of married to and tied to as Fox, Warner Brothers, and Disney are going to create like a super streaming platform for sports. And it's going to launch later this year. And they're saying if you or if you have ESPN Plus or Max or Hulu, I think you'd be able to watch it. But they're all going to kind of team together. So mm-hmm. like Disney, which is ABC and ESPN, they had already mm-hmm. bought Fox before. So right. they're all under one umbrella, Hulu one umbrella. But then like HBO and uh, Discovery are all kind of a thing now as well. And they're going to apparently come to terms on a deal here now? I yeah I don't get so it says the service will be available for ES, via ESPN Plus Hulu and Max subscribers. Each company will own one third of the product. I don't I don't get it. Like we have already winnowed away a number of the unnecessary cable channels, and cable is all but dead already. Yeah, uh, this basically signals almost like this is the dawn of the end of the Fubos and the YouTube TVs and the Hulu cables and everything else because. We just continually inch one step closer to everything's a la carte. Like you're just going to yeah. buy and assemble your own entire streaming menu. No longer will you pay for someone else to prepackage all of your channels. You'll just have an antenna. You'll get your local channels, and then you'll just buy whatever portals you want. Like, right? I, it's this seems. I'm curious odd, what H- get- I'm curious what HBO's bringing to the table because I know there's been a lot. I mean, ESPN Plus goes without saying. Sports wise, I mean, remember yeah. they were like the kings of boxing and some other pay per views for the longest time. True, and they might have like a soccer deal potentially. But I'm trying to think like what they stream now, like what they have going. But now. Apple Plus has the MLS deal, got- which I think seven people care about. Yep, and they have baseball, which I think even less people watch. Oh man, on what, Apple Plus. Wow, what's a rougher take? A Patriots Super Bowl defeat. On NFL Network or Friday Night Baseball on Apple Plus TV. Exclusively on Apple Plus TV. You're like, oh my Christ. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old grab bag. Professional segues all around as we have a baseball story for you now. The MLB Network is doing their top 100 players for the upcoming season tonight. They did players 100 through 91. 
And coming in at number 97, Red Sox first baseman Tristan Casas. Wow. How do you like that? Hey, he made it. Casas. How many other what we have on there? Two? Two? I mean, Devers, obviously. Yeah. Do they? Does Story get the top hundred? Still? Oh no! No, God, he doesn't. No. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> Good lord! No. 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 Uh, so no, Story won't. Giolito won't. Uh, would Bayo? No. Oh, Kenley Jansen, maybe, but they're I probably going to trade him. Jansen, they're going to trade. They're going to trade his ass out of here soon. Well, okay. Now, can you tell me? Uh, I understand why you might want to trade Kenley Jansen because he's not because you don't be want to the, win games, right? You don't want to win games, and you don't want to even have the games that you're close in stay remain close, right? Uh, and you don't want good locker room guys, obviously, because no. you let Justin Turner go for peanuts up to Toronto. Right. But what is what is the point of trading Jaron Duran right now? Like, because he's also been mentioned as a possible trade target. Why would you mm. unload Jaron Duran now when you still really haven't even like explored or fully found out what his ceiling is? Now, maybe some think that his trade value could is at its peak now because he could only hurt it by either getting injured or having some problems. I want him to be part of the future. Yeah. I want exciting young players. I, agree. I don't want. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. They're in quite a situation right now over there. You're gonna need a bigger grab bag. And lastly, two Dork Podcasts this week. You get it on the Odyssey app or uh, wherever you get your podcast at Dork Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Fitz, you'd like this one: top ten actors since two thousand and top ten actresses since two thousand. Uh, might I ask, yeah. did the Chalamet make the top ten actors? He did not. Wow, good, good one though. Good, good one. I think mm-hmm. uh, so. Davey and I each came up with a list of ten, and then we mashed them together. And so there's a, a little bit more overlap on the actors, the actresses. We had very different lists, but mashed them together, and that's what we got. Yeah, was I that recently? What was this? Was that you, Keith? I saw hating on Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah. Well, unbelievable. Well, like, unbelievable I don't... Listen, I, look at Mount Rushmore. Isn't this thing overrated? I think we've been told how good Meryl <laughs> Streep is. I don't love any of her movies, especially since 2000. Because that's what we're talking about, not career. It's what? 2000 yeah, no, since on. 2000. I'm not in love. is great in everything she's in. Literally. She is a national treasure. What's your favorite Meryl Streep uh, movie and performance? Uh, did you ever see Sophie's Choice? Okay, was that pre... Silkwood? That was 2000. No, I'm saying since 2000. I don't know. She's... Uh, Devil Wears Prada. She was freaking amazing. Yeah. All right. Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> that, that's got her number, number number one on my list. No, oh, I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did she throw touchdowns or catch them in that movie, bro? I don't like. So that's she one. Mo- that's one movie. The rest of them, she's just. I think people assume that she's good, and like she's in a movie, and then she immediately gets nominated. And like we got all the Oscar noms. It's like yeah. Nothing really worth a damn in the last wow. 25 years. Don't look yeah. up. She was in. That movie was terrible. The movie wasn't the case. <laughs> was terrible. I've seen worse. Uh, Gary Tangway was good in it, though. Shout out to Tangway. Yeah, but out to overall, that was wildly disappointing. Big Little yeah. Lies. The, oh, The Post. The Post was a great movie. Which was The Post? The Post was mm. a true story. You didn't like it, Nick? The, it was no, a true you story. you know what? Okay. I forgot Stiz. Actually, I'm sorry, Rich. I have two more to throw in there. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. I found Julia and Julia to be an absolute charming delight. All right. And my favorite Wes Anderson movie, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, yeah. That's oh, that's your play. favorite Wes Anderson movie. Oh, by a country hmm. mile. Interesting. Great, great Roll doll. Great. I think it's great. My kids love it. Oh, yeah. All right. Very good. There's All another right. successful edition of Crab Bag. We'll uh, wrap up the program with our final thoughts coming up next here on WEEI. 
If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, WEEI. Tomorrow, we will run it back again. Fitzy and I, full tang program. Then Thursday, it'll be Andy Hart. Friday, just me and Stiz until 9. That's our last uh, non-full tang Friday until baseball season. And then Sunday, it's the big game brunch. Me's, uh, Fitzy, Hart, and Shime, 8 to 11. So set the alarm on Sunday morning. We will get you ready for the big game. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be some good stuff. We'll do. We'll hit on everything. Prop bets, the game itself. I'm sure a little bit of Patriots draft mixed in there as well. That should be a good time. It almost might be fun or just at least refreshing to us and the audience if even though I know Boston Sports Talk is what drives the narrative at Boston Sports Original. Yeah. might just be kind of nice to just take a morning off and just focus on just great Super Bowl memories. Yes. Super Bowl props. Yes. You know, great, you know, power Snacks. rank the anthems. Snacks. Really? Snacks. Logos. What's the... Uh, yeah. I, by the way, I cannot stand the gentrification of... The Super Bowl logo. The fact yeah. that like somebody came up with this great one for 50 and then someone else at the office said, hey, wait a second. You know what? Now we can just have unanimity in all the Super Bowl logos. There's we'll just keep changing the numbers. It looks great, crap. though. The yeah. giant. No, I like the crazy stuff. Like it was like very toy in the middle. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's it's for the it's for the birds. But anyway, that that should be good. Uh, one other story we didn't get to wasn't even in the grab bag. And there is once again, uh, Kendrick Bourne kind of hammered home that he wants to be on the Patriots, mm-hmm. which is odd because he's been here. He's been through all these different coordinators now, which would be a head coaching change, quarterback changes. Again, he's a good pl- He's a good player in the right spot and with the right pieces around him. Right. Is he just keeping the doors open? Or do you think he like actually really wants to be back here? I think, I think it's a smart move by him because if yeah. anyone else is fearful that the ACL tear is going to slow him down or, hold him back for a year, it's the wrong time to, you know, no one wants to tear an ACL on a contract year. Um, it's good negotiating and a good leverage play by him. And also, he already knows where everything is here. Like, he, if he tells you he wants to be here, right? and you know he's a fit, and he can tolerate the the current players and coaches, don't let him go anywhere. Like, he, he was really good. He was actually very good. He Didn't he end up with the most touchdowns? I mean, probably. Still, even though he yeah. went out two-thirds of the way, like, just over halfway through the season? Yeah, Oh, it's going to be interesting to see now that it really feels like Elliot Wolf is the one that's in charge. Uh, uh, when you look at the list of their own free agents, like which guys he prioritizes versus which ones he just like lets go and like doesn't even try to bring back. Cause we have no idea. Like we assume Bill Belichick is the one that made all the calls, right? But how many of those calls did Mac grow and Elliot Wolf agree with? Cause like we can, we can blame Bill for the Harry and Tyquan Thornton and Cole strange and all these guys. But right. We don't know the answer if Elliot Wolf was like, yes, definitely. Or were they like, dude, I don't like this. Like, I would go somewhere else. And we're going to find out pretty soon, especially as it relates to some of their their own guys. The more I hear from every mock draft, from every podcast that's coming from Radio Row, every football wizard and super brain out there, I just, please, just take Marvin Harrison Jr. and don't screw up the pick. I want Harrison as well. That's I definitely it. Just do. Like, you can't miss on that pick. I mean, there's probably going to be some other rumor tomorrow because more and more teams, I think, 
are going to be interested in trading up. There was a report today the Vikings want to trade up from 11 to get a quarterback. And if you want one of the top three quarterbacks, you better be getting in the old top three, as they say. So uh, we'll I'll take see. Justin Jefferson off their hands. Oh, my God. That was so ridiculous. But I would also do that. Yes, I would. All right. Uh, thanks to Mitch in the Twitch tonight. He was back running the old Twitch machine. So thanks to Mitch. Thanks to Stiz, as always, for killing it. Fitzy will be back tomorrow. So uh, looking forward to that. Everybody have a great rest of your Tuesday night. Fitzy and I will talk to you tomorrow night at 6.